Maybe it's all Wi-Fi, you know, <laughs> connections. How are you, Ahmed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This has been the most exciting, actually the most fun interview. I don't know. How much time will you have? Welcome to my show. <laughs> I'm here with Razan, who so kindly is on my show today. Hi, fam. So today I'm doing something different of Bedun Sukkar, and uh, thanks for the introduction. Um, I'm getting out of my comfort zone because usually I like my things planned. So I have uh, Sean today. What's your name, Sean? What's Sean. your handle? Handle. My handle? You my parents are divorced. Hmm. That's how people know him. And this is actually one of the reasons why I got him, because... What trauma brought you to the, with this name? But it's fine. But so today we're having a little bit of an improv. I don't know how this episode will go. So swimmingly, swimmingly. Yeah. How are you doing? Phenomenal. Phen- okay. Never been better in my entire life. You can't tell if I'm joking or not. I can't. Yeah, that's the good I thing. <laughs> I can't because I had a different answer before that. I'm doing terrible. What's going on? I'm doing great. Which one do you want to go with? I don't know which which route is easier for you to. Easy is not easy. Easy is not the <laughs> point. Is not. <laughs> it's not the point. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's a little like in a new. I'm in a very like different um, path than mm. when you and I had first met and yeah. we had like breakfast all together and we kind of caught up. Like that version of myself versus now. I it's been what it's been like a month, a month and a half. Actually, and I can't believe the 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 the. You can't. I'm not okay. I was about to swear. I'm no, gonna it's fine, ju- you can. really yeah. perfect. <laughs> it's very hard to filter myself. But if I had seen this change in anyone else, I would think that there was massive instability. Mm. But seeing the trajectory of what I had aimed for and what I'm doing now means that I'm on the right. Like it's it's a part of the plan. But seeing that huge gap, both like um, like in terms of uh, life philosophy, mm. in terms of like career path, in terms of what I wanted to do, and clarity and, and goals and objectives. That jump is huge in my mind, at least. What made it? Um, desperation for finding out, like be doing what I want to do for myself. Like desperation to no longer respond to anyone else except my own calling. I feel you like know? that's been a, like a global theme. I, I had the same. Yes, a lot of people have been thing. in the same way. I've been telling everyone to quit their job. I say this to everyone all the time. I've te- like even if they're happy, they're like, "No, I'm happy." I'm like, "No, no, no you quit you're your happy. job. Like, you're, you're not. not happy. Happy. They could be genuinely happy. And I'm yeah. like, quit. <laughs> okay. And honestly, ever since we met, I also wouldn't. <laughs> Quit your job. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, since we met, Kamen, I went through finding my purpose. Yeah. What am I going to do? That's I, what Bali does to you. Eh, I love Bali. Yeah. Eh, I went there. I was like, I'm adamant to know what is it that I need to change. Yeah. And I found uh, an answer. What was your answer? I can't tell you because I have my future. Ain? You think <laughs> well, I'm going to no, give you Ain? Not you. No. Bring the bakhur. <laughs> Let's do it all time. <laughs> um, I just can't expose what i want to do because people Fine. from work Move are with silence. me yes Move thank in silence. You. i agree uh, i'll tell you off camera but yeah but generally it's i am changing career paths yeah. i am planning on doing that i've always i've always known mm. but now i'm like i know what it is mm. before it's like i will do it so how do you feel about it um good i've become like like the most important person to myself now which is like really weird thing to say out loud yeah but at the same time like i i, I never consider myself important to anyone let alone to myself um, but the difference and shift, like the shift in mindset, I think is just between 
looking at myself as like someone who is going to rely on everyone. Like, I, it's not like I, I kind of grew up with the idea that I always wanted someone to like save me. Like I wanted, I always okay. had like a, a missing yeah. strong male yeah. figure. So yeah. I was always like, I need someone to come help me or to teach me or to guide me or to show yeah. me or to do for me. Yeah. Um, and the, the shift becomes now where I consider my, like I'm hopeful for myself to be that version for me. Yeah. So the level of importance of how I view myself is just now going from non-existent to existent, which for me in my head is like, ooh, wow. you're important to you, yeah. you know? It's uh, almost rebellious. In a sense, yeah, yeah. You're going against like years of you uh, downplaying your, yes. yourself, which is an interesting thing because like you can say it and people go like, oh, wow, what an egotistical asshole. Yeah, because it's borderline narcissism. Yeah, yeah, but yeah also no, it's, it's, it's very narcissistic. When you, when you were very away from that, it's not. Yeah. It's actually the health. It's what you needed to be there. Yeah, it's the yeah. amount that you need. It's, I guess it depends how long you linger in that yes. thought. You know, it, yeah. like it's good to sit in that for a little bit mm. to realize who you should be for yourself. Mm. But then I think narcissism is when you sit in that. Mm. I uh, what I like to think is happening with me is that I'm passing by it, okay. and I'm like, oh, this is nice, but it but. needs to be done at a certain level. Because if you stick in that mindset of like, I'm the most important person to myself, Close. you're done. Close. Like you Close. become Close. such an like. But it's just because I've just discovered that like, I'm worth being nice to myself, and it's a very know? nice feeling. It's By weird. It's it, weird. Like I, I buy, I'm buying myself stuff for the first time, and I'm like, Ooh. "You're a little whore, aren't yeah, you?" And like, okay. <laughs> like, I feel okay. a little bit like, uh, I feel a bit guilty. I'm like, "This money yes. should have gone to my family yes. instead. This money should have like." But it's nice to to give yourself, a, and it's nothing crazy. Like it's literally these shorts. Like it's. it's oh wow! Okay. Like, <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna say and like, like an H and M fucking twenty dirham shirt. It's but, fine. but it's nice because yes. like I generally I never really spent on myself because mm. there was like my family and I had always been through um, very tight times so it was always like you make something it goes to like a pot you know where everyone can eat together type of thing um but yeah the first step was like kind of buying stuff for myself and i was like oh you know treat myself good. a little bit and then also like viewing yourself as like you know worth something you're not just mm -hmm. like um a part of someone's family and that's why they care about you you, you have a so as an impact. individual yeah you have you have value yeah intrinsically yeah and i think that often comes from like I don't know. It happens to a lot of people, but mostly it happens when you are in a really bad relationship, I think. Yeah. Uh, or, and or, you know, a bad workplace. Mm. And then you finally kind of like put your foot down and then you see the reaction and you're like, what, mm. what the fuck is happening? You see like complete chaos ensue after you put your foot down for yourself. Yeah. Um, and then that's usually a good sign where you're like, oh, maybe I'm in the wrong place. You maybe. Know? Yeah. Mm. No, uh, you... Listen, you did the right thing because I recently did an episode about. Uh, I think I told you about this. I was about to mm. do it. The fathers versus, mm. uh, fathers versus the dads, and I like how you got stuck on your own thing. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was gonna like, say dads. I was like, let her get there. It's her, it's her show. <laughs> no, thanks. Fine, you can correct me. the end thing is okay. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're never gonna get that relationship mm. or that figure. But what you need to do is to be that figure for yeah. yourself, and I think yeah. that's exactly what you're doing. It's it's slow. It's a slow climb, but I've yeah. realized like there's so many positive mo like role models around, but there's more negative than there are, and yeah. I picked up on almost all the negative ones, yeah. which always which added like a layer of it added more weights to your feet as you drown in yeah. the ocean, you know. Yeah. And I think now I'm slowly like cutting off the cords. Not just the cords. It literally feels like I have weights attached mm. to my 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 feet, mm. and but they're not attached with chain. There's chains on them, but it's attached by a small thread. So it's quite easy when you cut it off, you know, mm. it's like, in my head, I'm like, it's, it's so changed. heavy, I'm like, it's yeah. so hard. But then yeah. you're like, oh, it's actually, it is heavy, but it's, the connection is quite weak. Yeah. No. So it's easy to cut off if I'm you really think about you. it. I'm happy yeah. for you. Thank you. I'm, I don't know it's what really this feels good. like. This is the first time I'm mm. like th saying, I'm, I'm realizing it as I'm saying it out loud. So it's also like a bit of a, a moment of realization mm. as I sp like think out loud. 
maybe I'm going to look back at this and be like, what is this guy saying? Like, but it's an interesting thing. Like, I've never felt like I mattered to myself. And this is like the first time I'm like, this is fun. Because it's also like when I left the job, I got sick for two weeks immediately. Oh, no. Two weeks, I was also sign, I was incapacitated. Like, I, I literally could not move. That your body, when you get sick like that, yeah. like, you know people get sick when they travel? Because yeah. they're relaxed. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a sign for you that you're letting go of all of that. that that's, what, that's what I, like, that was my idea. But it also, it was a moment of realization for me to realize like, okay, when you're sick in your job, you what do you do? You get sick leave, rest, mm. maybe answer a few emails maybe. maximum. Yeah. And then you get back to work. But you're being paid for that time. Mm. That's still paid time. When I left and I was sick for two weeks, I was like, oh shit. No one's going to pay no you. No one's going to pay you. And so it, it made me like tense up even more. And then I... I prolonged the healing process because I was like stressed and I was worried. I was mm. like, I have no money. Like, what am I going to do? Mm. Like, what it, like literally, and I like, you know, whole family kind of like leans on each other, um, some more than others. And I was like, I can't afford to mm. not have a plan. Mm. So it gave me a good like realization that it's good to realize that now rather than like, you know, people who get involved with social media and, you know, let's say acting, comedy, the arts, they tend to get really in their own mind about like, it's all going to work out for me. <laughs> you know mm. like, it's good to have that mentality so you attract positive things in your life. But it's also, there's a, then you need to have a grounding purpose as well. Mine is my family. Like, mm. like I can be as happy and as, you know, I can do stand-up and I can do skits and I can do all that shit. But at the end of the day, there's a purpose why we're doing it. And, mm. and your family is a very tangible purpose. It's, it's right there with you, you know? Mm. So I think for me, when I did that shift, the first thing I realized was like, Okay, what's what's plan B? What's plan C? Do I need to have those? If I if I only have a plan A, how well can I fortify plan A to make sure that if I do go to B, there is some remnants that can carry on mm. uh, a, a financial legacy, you know, mm. something I can pass on. So I'm still not there yet, but like it's the idea that's forming. No, when we met, uh, you weren't. I don't think you were in a great place. I was in a horrible yeah, place. Yeah, it, you look very different now. Thank you. By the way, I, did I shave my head then or no? La, la, I saw that on social media. Oh, okay. And Yanni, your hair was longer than this, and you were wearing a cap. Ah, uh, yes. Hey, yes, yes. Kamena, you back then, I think you were tensed. Super. You know, you're a very different yeah. person than what I'm seeing now than before. So I'm really happy for you. Thank you. You're also glowing. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's like a pregnancy. Are you pregnant? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing. <laughs> <laughs> so happy for you. Thank you. No, but Sandra, I can see the difference, and I'm really happy for you. And I think that's also the glow of people who quit their jobs mm. or come back from holiday, or you know, yeah, 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 you have that glow. Thank you. So I build everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have the same mission <laughs> to make everyone quit. Yeah. But yeah, well, Brook. Um, well, thank you very much. Okay, then <laughs> no, that's good. we're done. Khalas, we can leave now. But yeah. So, um, what's now? What do you, what are you? What's your focus? I know your family is your haida. Family your is the purpose, purpose. Or, or, or creating a safe space for yeah. them to do whatever they want to do yeah. is, the, is the goal. The purpose now is to take everything that I've been dreaming of and executing. Mm. What are those things? Um, it's one of the main things is focusing on comedy mm. and creating a different... There's a comedy community here, yeah. but I'm not in it. You know, like I'm in a different... I'm not in the same bracket. Like there's comics here who are really good. They've been doing it for years, like 12, 15 years here, mm. um, which is, you know, saying something. Uh, but I haven't, like, I used to be involved in that community. Mm. I kind of, like, got, I, in my books, I was kind of pushed out, and then I stayed out for my own mm. reasons. And then now I decided to come back into it with a different approach. Mm. Um, so creating a new community, I think, is what I want to do. And okay. see if it can integrate with an existing one or see if Does it... Does it need to integrate? It. No, but it's nice to, like, you know, open up the door to the people who have been here for yeah. a while and be like, 
hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to collaborate? Yeah, like, sense, like yeah. I want to build something yeah. and then open the door and yeah. be like, you know, whoever wants to come can come, whoever doesn't want to. Yeah. So I, I have two shows that I do every month. I canceled this month's shows yeah. for obvious reasons. Um, but there's one show which is called Comedy Kitchen. Mm. Comedy Kitchen is an open mic night where literally, if yes. you want to do it, you come. If, if, uh, wants to get, like, if, com- if a pro comic wants to come on and test new material. That's or, the one or in try- One Life. Yeah. How did it go? By the way? Really well. Yeah. Really, really well. I, like, I love one, I was by the way, I also love One Life. I really want to go yeah. there. No, yeah. it, was, it was a great, it was generally like one of the easiest nights to do because it was like everyone was, was there for a good time. Mm. You know, like, People like, and I was surprised. I thought most people would show up because I like advertised it. Mm. But there are some people who just like, yeah, I was finished work and I came and they told me that they were showing. And that's the thing I love the most. People who wander into comedy yeah. shows. Like those are one of the best people to have in the shows because they're so, that impulsive decision allows them to impulsively laugh at jokes that they didn't even, they don't even hey, usually like find funny. Like what we talked before, you know, they're not there as like, yeah, impress me. You know what you remember yeah, you were saying? Yeah. And, and open uh, mics do that as well. Uh, like, uh, some people are still going to be like that though. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, they want the challenge. Yeah. I don't know why. Babe, but, calm down. <laughs> yeah, but it was really nice. And like, I loved that there was a guy who never did comedy in his mm. life before. Two of them. Mm. Uh, they did their first sets there. And it was really like, it was like, I felt like a proud mom. Aww. Like I, there's videos of me in the background holding my phone like this. And like, like I'm literally holding my phone like this. And like, I was smiling. Cause like it, it I, ne- I haven't felt joy like that. Like watching someone start uh, something that you know hopefully they'll continue mm. or even if they want to pick it up as a hobby mm. but it's so nice to see a community being formed in front of you like mm. I in my people are watching a stand-up an open mic night I'm watching like a baby grow you know like it was the first night so I was like I don't know where this is gonna go but all I know is that it's from this moment on I know I want to do this every single month that's what I'm gonna ask you and, yeah. I, and I want to continue doing it I, I, I have never in my life wanted to do something reoccurringly Mm. I I lose motivation really quick. A D D A D D H H D H L everything <laughs> like all of it. it is super easy to lose motivation yeah. and and interest, discipline. Just you know, yeah. ADHD, خلاص you lost the spark. Whatever. Exactly. Like if it's done now, but I can't wait for the show. Okay, that's really good. I can't wait to get the show back up and running. So that's Comedy Kitchen Open Mic, open for literally anyone. It's a good time. I host it. It's a there's always little back and forths that I do in between, which are really fun because it's like it also. Uh, for me, as someone who does stand up, it also takes off uh, the pressure, the pressure of, it. of like preparing a yeah. set because like you're kind of just like playing around and yeah. it's like and it feels very like you're floating, you yeah. know, like yeah. you pick up a joke here, you put it down, or you carry it's it over to pressure. another side. It's less pressure. No one is expecting you to perform. It's a less yeah. performative. Yeah, well, act. there's always yeah. expectation, especially if you have like a social media okay. profile. Yeah. Like everyone kind of goes like, do that one. It's like a menu. <laughs> you know pun intended by the way the other yeah. day me and Ahmed went to a cafeteria for the first time and I went to a, I've been there before it's Ahmed's first cafeteria. experience uh, what was it? Ijazah. He's like, oh, is this where uh, Sean gets his inspiration from? He's like, oh, it's real I was like, yes it's, it's, all real. Real. it's all real it's all real what, what did you order? Um, um, Hassan Matar so you went after 6 o'clock yeah, we went to, yeah, it was like a 7 if you want Hassan Matar every day after 6 o'clock really? I didn't know that mm-hmm. wow well, why do you know that? I do my research. Uh, oh, okay. Well, so it, sounds, it sounds like, oh, I just saw this. I'm going to do it. Okay. No, no, no. Hassan Matar and something else. And yeah, the fries were so good. Yeah. I was very surprised. You should go to Hunter to get the chicken zinger wrap. Spicy. So Hunter, we were wondering, because all we saw is juices. No. Oh. But these cafeterias, back in the day, mm. when the like the GCC was forming, these little cafeterias were the... Uh, it, 
So why cafeterias were like an integral part is because they were the places to eat. You yeah. know, you only had big restaurants or the cafeterias. Yeah, in Saudi you had buffets. Exactly. So it's very similar. So you have that, and most of them had juices because yes, it's the same ex- yeah. thing everywhere. But yeah, Lebanon is the same. Yeah, yeah. Lebanon is a very big community for that. So, but yeah, Ahmed, it was Ahmed's first time in the in Dubai. Pop your cherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. He really appreciated your comedy. But <laughs> <laughs> um, back, um, back to communities, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's the comedy kitchen, and then there's another yeah. show which is called the shit show. Nice. Which is my show where I uh, perform and I headline in it, and I do like a thirty minute set. And, and I how bring often will that be? Or that once a month as well. Oh come in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and is it the same venue, or are you gonna keep changing the venues? Um, I'm in the process of deciding that, but most likely it will be at the same venue just to build some roots. Okay. Um, I also like a place to call home. You know, mm. I like I like hopping around, mm. but I hopped around a lot mm. when I was trying to establish stuff. And then this is a place I kind of like. Stuck. It's not perfect because of minor details that are like parking, mm. for example. Parking is always a problem, but um, that's a minor detail for me. I'm more about the show, and I'm trying to learn how to do everything because I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. Um, in terms of like organizing, mm. advertising, do all this st- like. What I what I want to do is focus more on the performance itself yeah. and enjoying it and doing what yeah. I love doing. But I also want to learn how to do everything, you know. Mm. I think it's important that everyone, like, especially with your career, I think it's important that you should know how and what to do A to Z with what you're doing, Mm. like, with your career path. And I understand that there's going to be someone who's going to be so much better at organizing the event, like a proper event manager or event organizer, someone who knows how to get this shit down to the T. Mm. But at least I've been doing it, so I know Mm. how long things should take, what things should look like who should be where, what should be doing what, and what light should be. Like, as long as you know these details, you can pass it on to someone else who's going to be much better. Like, I'm not I'm not good at it, but mm. I, I know how to do it. It doesn't mm. mean I'm going to be good at it. Mm. I don't want to get good at it. That's not my That's point. not your purpose. But it's not your outside. important to learn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So those two shows, and then obviously the skits, and then I also want to expand into um, higher quality content, longer versions of content. I'm also getting my podcast up and running again. Yes. So, but my podcast is solo. Yeah, that's fine. But I want to have guests on. But the thing is, like, I don't know how to. Like, I don't know. I'm still figuring no, out. No, there's, there's a lot of because I lot. actually you might be my last guest, guest for a while. Really? Mm, okay. I decided against having guests Good. for some time. I realized that I do better on my own, mm-hmm. and I'm more concise. Nice. Which is any number of at the end of the day, but also uh, I end up faffing around the guests and mm. trying to, you know, because some of them can be wild cards, yeah. you know. And I realized that I was doing them because the guests want to be with me versus me mm. wanting. So I was forcing a topic, and it ended up me being me instead of me putting the time behind a topic I care about and doing so well at it, I end mm. up worrying about the guest and making sure they're prepped, and then they don't do well on my podcast. Are you worried about me doing well? Yeah, of course. I always worry. Because I didn't know, yeah. not you doing well, I didn't know how this will go. Mm. Because as I told you, and I'll be honest with you, last time you were off. Mm. And I was like, how is it going to be? I don't, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I, I did I, that after, after that, I did like three podcasts. Ali Ahmad, yeah. But they were good. They were great. That was, it was a very raw time for me. Yes. So if, you, if we did this, you would have got a very um, no skins. Like f- everything was peeled back. Like there's one podcast that's coming out with... Um, you know, I won't say their name because I think it's weird to say someone else's podcast when no, you're on someone. No, no, His fine. name is Hikmet. Um, very, very. It was a great, it was a weird podcast, and it was very shortly after we mm. had spoken, and it was actually the day after I shaved my head. Oh, so it was like. So why did you raw, have a Britney mo- mo- moment? I honestly, I just wanted to cut my hair. 
But was it a Britney moment? No. Just, okay. So it was like, like I was. I went to my friend's house. And so then, when girls cut bangs, you know. Yeah. No. No. And my friend was like, "You gonna shave your head?" I was like, "Yeah." She's oh. like, "Okay, cool." And so she shaved her head and my head. Nice. Yeah. Okay. She has a shaved head anyway. Okay. Eh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was full raw. Like okay. I went like deep. Like any question he asked me, I felt it in my heart immediately. Aww. So I was giving everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't mean I'm not giving anything here. Like I'm no, still no, giving no. very raw answers. <laughs> but no, like at the time. That. Uh, you would have got some like if you asked me anything, you would have got a very emotional like. Uh, and then you'd there. be like, "What would I do with this now?" No, it's just okay? I, I'll put it out on okay. the table. I'll let yeah. you. Or, like I realized also, mm. y- your responsibility is to communicate your belief as best as possible, and that that is exactly where it stops. As in your response with the guest or both? No, no, me. So let's yeah. say for example, you ask me a question. Yeah. I will put everything on the table yeah. from my side, but I won't arrange it for you. Mm. I'll display it as best as I can, but. I have, I'm trying to remove the burden of trying to make someone else understand because it's not your responsibility to make them understand. It's your responsibility to communicate as well as possible and let them arrange because it Because you own can't way. control what they understand. Exactly. So in the end of the day, you yeah. just need to, it's not your responsibility you're, anymore, you're, so. What you control or what your responsibility is what you say. Yeah, it's your communication, the way, and then it's up to them what they want to do with it, yeah. I think. And yeah. it's interesting with comedy because your, mm. your purpose is to make them laugh. So mm. you have to make them understand. But sometimes they won't understand because you're not either making it clear or the joke isn't for them. S- for them, or it's not. Sometimes they just don't get it. Like, and it's mm-hmm. fine. Like, there's sometimes I made a joke that I was like, "It's hilarious." What do you want? No, not hilarious. No. I'm like, but no, it works. It's uh, and it does. It it's it's relatable. It's valid. Uh, it's so it to the point. Everything. It's this, this, this. But then sometimes it just doesn't click. Mm. And and it's not. You don't get angry at them. You just. You get- kind of go like why didn't it work maybe it's the audience maybe it's you yeah. you never know yeah. i haven't done comedy enough to, to learn so yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of learning do you feel like these two things negate each other like Which? what you just said what, yeah, the person who's sitting here and the person who's doing comedy mm. do they are they against each other because like, you're no. saying and i'm gonna tell you something and they do whatever you want to mm. do it. i have to tell them something in a way where they understand it uh, that's a good point it's kind of they weave in and out of each other mm. so there are times where you're having a conversation with actually no i think they're very they're they're aligning with each other okay because they're as you're as a performer you do your bit you drop something if they pick it up they pick it up if they don't you can't go like <laughs> take it you know so sometimes you you can't like you you're looking at that happen and you're you're watching people not get your joke and then you you're like on? You move on. You have to move on. <laughs> Just like in a conversation, like let's say if I'm, let's say me and you disagree. I'm saying this is black. You're saying it's dark blue. Mm. Okay. Um, but you know, women see more colors than men, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Men are dogs. So <laughs> dogs don't <laughs> see color, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, so there's no, there's no muffy point. There's no point, uh, right? Uh, there's like, if, like it's a color. So you're going to see it your way. I'm going to see it my way. What to do. Uh, you can't do anything yeah. about it. But in comedy, um, you want them to not just see it in your... I don't want to tell you it's black. I want to make a joke about why it's black. Mm. And then it no longer becomes about it being black anymore. It becomes about the story I tell yeah. you. So you would hope as a performer that they pick up on that more than the point itself. It's generally about the journey. Like sometimes it's not really about the joke at all. Although some comedians do have that, like they put a... They're, they're a very set up, punchline joke, yeah. move on to the next one. Like Jimmy Carr is like that all mm-hmm. through and through. He likes to set up, pun, move on, next joke. But some people tell stories like Dave Chappelle. Chappelle Mm -hmm. tells a story. Like, let's say he wants to tell you about the bottle falling down. He'll tell you a 20 minute, the the story will be 20 minutes long. 19 minutes will be about how the bottle fell down. One minute is about the bottle falling, you know? So um, you you kind of want them to pick it up. But at the same time, you're not trying to get a point across. You're trying to 
give a story. It's the journey. You know? Yeah, it's, it's the experience. journey that matters. <laughs> so <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a little bit the same because it trains you to think yeah. about like, okay, just move on. Mm. Move on to the next thing. Me and you don't agree about this. What's the next thing we mm. can't agree about? And that's comedy. Fine. We didn't get along with the joke. What's the next mm. joke you'll get along to? So I kind of, I think they mirror each other. Okay. Which is a, it's a good point. I never really thought about it, but. You're welcome. So karu. <laughs> 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 this uh, raw, you know, no sugar coating here. All diabetes friend is a diabetes friendly podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the comic relief. I You're appreciate welcome. it. What you know? What I'll di- dive into it. Why? Why comedy? Really? It's, uh, it's the only coping mechanism I found. Do we want to go there? Yeah, we can. What What are you coping against? Just severe depression, trauma, abandonment issues, all of the above, you know? Oh, you have the recipe. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I, I grew up distinctively knowing that there was something wrong in my family. Okay. Um, the first thing a kid does is obviously go, like... It's me. Yeah. And then my family's like, no, it's not you. Then I was like, okay, But cool. they don't convince you, by the way. <laughs> no, they're like, no, it's not you. It's not like, you. Why? Is, is, what you... I'm not... Oh, I'm your mother? Yes. You are my mother, so explain <laughs> it. Um... Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> funny, like the funny thing is like they will tell you it's not you and then you'll be like oh then can you get back together for me then they're like no <laughs> so it's like then don't tell me it's not because of me then there's something there you yeah. know there's you have to find the right way to communicate that <laughs> but it's hard because there's, it's a child you know yeah, and how do you yeah. explain to a child the complex notion of, of relationship, relationship and trust yeah. and building a financial uh, platform for your family to be stable and then it, it kind of goes left and right all the time so i grew up fundamentally feeling like there was a crack in my house mm. um and i, I couldn't fill that crack at all there was like yeah. this big vortex that just it was a black hole it's whatever black you throw in just yeah. gets bigger um <laughs> thanks and, for the sound effects and, yeah right and then um i don't know what happened but at some point i don't know i don't know what it was i think i just tried my best to drown out the, the noise in my mind or the feelings yes the so feelings, i stuffed yeah. it with food yeah and I stuffed it with content. Yeah. And I would YouTube was out in two thousand six, seven. Yeah. Ever since it was up and running, I was up and running on it. I was watching every video available, and I just stayed on it. And then eventually, I started doing this combination where my, when we could finally afford like internet and uh, something to watch it on, <laughs> like I would I would watch. I would put like I would uh, like I would download you know these uh, comedy shows. And I was about to expose myself for pirating, but uh, <laughs> I would I would watch these shows yes. and I would play like PlayStation or mm. I would draw I, whatever it was. So I had to multitask. Yeah, and, and comedy seemed to be the only thing that was captivating enough mm. for me to distract myself. Mm. It was the only thing that made me feel like I don't need to eat while watching. Till now, stand up is one of the things that I don't necessarily want to eat while watching. It's it's satisfying enough for me. Oh, that's very interesting. You know? So yeah. I realized I would watch tons of things, but I would want to eat. There was mm. always this like, it's not enough. I need to stuff more in my mm-hmm. like. I need to over uh, what's it called? Overstimulate myself so yeah. I don't feel. Yeah. And uh, but also side side note, uh, you know, mm. ADHD. There's a lot of dopamine hit that you need. Dopamine hunting that you mm. need. That's why eating is a big part of it. Forget your depression because mm. I'm the same. Uh, I know now. I go around the office. I was like, I need a dopamine hit. I just want to eat every snack possible. Mm. Yeah. So pretty much that's also it. You're looking yeah. for that. Yeah, but definitely and that you you want. But yeah, I guess it's all both to desensitize yourself eh. and to give yourself as much dopamine as you can possibly. Yeah. You do. needed the overstimulation. You d- definitely did. Yeah. So that was it. And yeah. then 
it just became like comedy was it. And then I was like, wow, like imagine I could do that one day. Mm. And I was always doing like accents and, and impressions with my mom. And then she used to, like every time her friends would come, Sean, Talahon, <laughs> do like the guy you made fun of yesterday. I'm like, I didn't, don't make you say, don't say it like that. And I got super <laughs> shy. And she's like, do this accent, do that accent. And like, I just, you know, dance monkey type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, Parents love doing that, by the way. Yeah, they love, like, it. Oh, you know. they love it. Yeah. They go like, come, <laughs> fucking shit, go, make them laugh. So I started, that's how it started. I was super young when it picked how up. How old were you? As as soon as I could talk, I remember like wanting to mimic sounds. Okay. So it was like really easy for me to pick up languages. Yeah. But very easy to lose them as well. Yeah. Because it's like, you make one for another, make room for another. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. space, in space. So, uh, yeah. But also it's like up until, up on, like genuinely up until this last month, I have been living under the direction and guidance of others. Meaning? Meaning everything I did was for a purpose set by someone else. Ah. Every how single did you thing. you figure that out? Because I just started doing shit for myself. Like okay. I chose to fucking go get this shit in my mouth. You know, mm. like I chose the inconvenience of yeah. having to remove it every time yeah. I want to do anything. Yeah. Like I choose the inconvenience of going to the gym because I'm tired of feeling um, overweight. I'm tired of, of not being able to do the sports I want to do because I'm too heavy. Like I can't mm. go horseback riding because I'm 105 kg. Like, <laughs> Sorry, you know, horseback. I'm heavy as shit. I like, the horse like, I'm not like six foot to get like, uh, to be <laughs> as heavy as I am. People go like, oh, but that's okay. And then, and then I'm like, no, it's not. And then they go, but it doesn't really show. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. The weight is there. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're yeah. like, but weight should not be a metric of your health. I'm like, bitch, my joints fucking hurt. Like, <laughs> it is, I'm is too metric. Of, it's a metric. Yeah, not it's, I'm metric. too young yeah. to have like to this have shit. Joint, yeah. So like, I'm choosing the inconveniences of life. So you're choosing the, the other heart. Uh, yeah, I'm choosing my my pain, yeah. you know, because there's you pain everywhere. Yeah. I'm just yeah. choosing it. Yeah. And, and when I started choosing it, I realized like, I'm like, God damn it. Like I've literally never had a unique thought. Aww. Everything I've done in my life has been at the influence of others, which is fine. It'll continue continue being That's that life, way. In a way, yeah. But at least now I'm choosing the influence. So you're being I'm more intentional, more conscious. I think more conscious about me choosing m my own choices. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then I kind of realized like, I'm like I'm not upset. I needed it as a child. Of course, you need the guidance. As a young mm. teenager, you need the guidance. As an early adult, you need the guidance. I think you need guidance your whole life. But I think the level of where you accept that guidance differentiates your growth mm. like now i accept it because i'm willing i still want to learn i'm, mm. I'm hungry to be um, shown new things mm. i'm hungry to hear different opinions because that's how you continue to evolve but now i'm less affected by the opinion so you mm. can tell me like i don't like your clothes and i'd be like before yeah. it would have been a I would, be, I would be very fine, but then I'd be like, do I really have bad? Like, I would go into self-doubt. Now I'm like, okay, yeah. there's something there. Yeah. I'm not going to say like everything deflects off me. I'm still yeah. like a, a raw person who's dealing with their own shit. But the level of my ability to kind of move past it is getting better. You know? Because I'm the same. I think I went through the same journey. So only maybe this year I started actually loving myself mm. and and uh, valuing myself because mm -hmm. for the long time I struggled with self-worth, self-value and mm -hmm. had weight issues and I did uh, weight loss surgery. I went through the whole thing mm -hmm. and there's a void because also my mom left and my dad wasn't there. So mm -hmm. typical stories. If uh, It's life-changing. It is. It's life-changing to value yourself. For me, it was comedy. Comedy gave me that. For me, part of it is my podcast. And in the mm -hmm. beginning... I was very afraid, mm -hmm. you know, and I know my opinions uh, don't sit well with everyone. So I was also... What's an opinion that hasn't sat well with anyone? <sighs> Everything about me, my entire life, people, my entire existence bothers some people, mm. you know, me being half Saudi, half Lebanese, me dressing the way I dress. <gasps> <gasps> I know, shocker. The tattoos. Uh, you have tattoos? I mean, 
هيدا برسمه انا بحطه هون ايفري داي يو بوت ذا ووتر اند ذن بيل اوف ان 5 مينتس ايه اند عرفت اني اوبينيون انه لا ما بامن بهيدا انا كثير ضد ا لوت اوف كلتشرال نورمز ليتس سي هنس ذس بودكاست حتى لايك someone's relative told me you know she was like oh you're so brave for having the podcast but how are you okay بنشر غسيلك you know the backhanded compliment and no a lot of people they're like aren't you afraid of what people think because i talk to my family i talk openly about how my dad or you know whatever but i also told them i will be doing this but it's my story if some people don't know you know what i don't care so what they know that my family so حيروحوا يحكوا علي بيقول لي اي سيد ات فيرست اتس اوكي يعني اتس نوت ان ايشو بت از اي ونت الونج ذس جيرني اي ستارت كيرينج ليس اي ستارت فاليوينج وات ام سينج وات ام سينج ماي سيلف سبيكينج ام لايك والله قبل ام لايك بليز شوت اب رزان ستوب يا يا يو نو اي دونت نو هاو يو فيل بس ديد يو ايفر هيت يور اون فويس؟ يس لايك فيزيكلي يس لايك ديسكاستد باي يور فويس سبيشلي وان اديتنج عم بعيد الكلمه 50000 مره وزكس يا يا فوك اب يو نو لا اي هاد ذات انه اي واز لايك اند ناو هاو دو يو ثينك اباوت يور فويس؟ Mm. Excuse me, but now I'm like actually nah, it's nice. It's not bad. I mean, but apparently it's also it's another phenomenon when you hear your voice. But yeah, that's yeah, a different topic. I used to despise. Really, my, I, I hated. I have z- almost zero pictures about my childhood because I hate really? even my even. I it started from when I was a baby. Yeah. In our family albums, I saw we have 30, 40 albums. In the 40 yeah. albums, there's more pictures of children that we don't know. <laughs> Like their baby, you know when they wash them in the bathtub, in the <laughs> yeah, tub, yeah. not the bathtub. Are like you a sure those are your bucket. albums? Which someone else's albums? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. My mom is a weird woman. But like, there, I literally have barely any baby pictures. Oh, I sorry. barely have pictures of my childhood. Yeah. I barely have anything. I I hated doesn't being on camera. Doesn't so, that impact? I'll go back to that. But doesn't mm. that impact how you see yourself if you think that probably you know what I mean? Mm. Like no one took pictures of me. I don't know. There's something you internalize maybe. Potentially, but then you kind of like now I'm I'm on a screen all, all the time, the time. Like and I'm listening to my voice all the yeah. time and I hated my voice I yeah. used to think and you have such a good voice by the way thank like, you really but I hated my voice growing up like I, I always felt like I sounded like a fucking frog okay. I, I, I thought <laughs> I sounded like a premature frog I don't know what the fuck that sounds like but apparently that, <laughs> that sounds like and I still catch that sometimes I'll still yeah. hear myself and I'm like <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. for the majority of it I've been learning to like my my own voice myself mm. on camera like mm. I, I I the first step for me about liking myself is by dismissing how I feel about myself you know okay like I think I look really fat on camera but then I'm like I don't care about my appearance yeah. and then I really wanted to prove it to myself and I, I valued my hair a lot so I shaved my head off Huh. Like I, I shaved it off because I was like, I want to cut my hair. So you're trying to cut attachments of some things. Not attachments. I'm trying to dismiss the importance of myself to gain importance Important. to myself. If that makes sense. No. So I'm I realized, I realized, okay, I will take a step back. Yeah. I realized that in order to move forward, I need to have less of an opinion about myself. Because the only person that holds you back in life is yourself, right? True. So But I realized. Also, are, are those opinions your opinions of yourself? Yeah, no, these are. Yeah, I mean, regardless, they they okay. exist. You know? to us then. Whatever, you, if you picked it up and it's not yours, yeah. or it's yours from the start, it doesn't really matter. Okay. That's the thing. Like, you don't need to trace it back because the point is, it's there. Mm. We're not talking about how who whose pot is this. It's fucking there. Okay. That's what matters. Okay, got you. Yeah. Take it off. Doesn't matter where it came from. It, mm. It's it's there. So in my head, my opinions of myself were all negative. Mm. I didn't care how it got there. I didn't give a shit okay. about why it's there. I'm just like, okay, cool. There's an attachment to that that's making me feel okay. secure. 
one of the things was my hair. I felt I felt like I loved my hair a lot. Like it gave me a character. Nice it thank you. It, yeah, it, you know? I really I fell in love with it to the point where, and I'm very susceptible to comments. And my family was always like, "You should cut your hair. It's not nice." And I'm like, "You're just jealous." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was really like uh, anchored to it, yeah. and I realized the same. Um, strength or the same attachment I have to the love I have for my hair, for example, was the same level of uh, upsetness I had to myself about how I look physically mm. or how I sound. So the same love I had for my hair is the same hate I had for the rest of the things in my body. Interesting. So I looked at the two and I was like, okay, they're the same, same, but different. Mm. So if <laughs> I can choose to, to remove something that I love, I can choose to remove something I hate. Interesting tactic. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. For the, for the opinions thing, for example, like I had to know where the opinion came. Interesting. Because when I knew it wasn't mine, it was, it was easier, easier for me to, to let go. That makes sense. It's not mine. That makes sense. It's not my baggage. I don't carry. care. In my, okay. in, for me, it's like, Tactics, yeah. I, it's in the room. You know, yeah, if, yeah. if it's in my yeah, room, I don't care how it got yeah. here, I'm removing it. Uh, okay. Whether it's me or someone else, it's, it's so got to fucking go. Uh, recently, I had an um, interesting conversation with my mother. Mm -hmm. And I realized also the image she was portraying of me. And it wasn't mm -hmm. a positive image. And I'm like, okay. I reject this. In her own mind? You're always like this. You know those old general, general, general phrases. I'm like, but that's not true. Mm. Before, back, back maybe less than a year ago, I would internalize it and mm. take it in. Like, how, what? Oh my, no, no, it's not true. Yeah. You know, but it's interesting to see where those, for me, it was interesting to see where those images or voices come from. So mm. I can reject them from even coming in. When was the moment you had that ability to make that separation? Like uh, recently, couple, yeah, like a month ago, maybe. And do you, you feel know? like you talk to any of your parents, and they still think of you as someone in a box yes. that doesn't yes. exist anymore? Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you identify with that no. person anymore? No, I don't think. I, I don't think it was true to, to begin with. To begin with, I think it was their their perception of it, or. She took out of you know she got shaped the way they wanted to. Mm. Their hand, their oh, they're hugging, they're Is holding there onto that image. Anything that they have categorized you as that you agree with, negative and positive, or I'm thinking some elements. Yeah, في أشياء محلك لا. بس yeah, في أشياء. But uh, I think for the longest time they made me think I'm I'm problematic mm. when I'm actually just expressive. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had that, but where I, I'm very direct and I will mm. tell you things and I will face and confront and a lot of people don't like that. Mm. So that ended up me being labeled problematic. But okay. that was, you know, you dismiss a big a lot of parts of me. Mm. So I couldn't accept that. But they were saying, yeah, I think that's true. That's correct. Thanks for telling me. But they don't hold on to them as much as they hold on to a specific image. Yeah. You know? Interesting. And when do you have a specific image of yourself now or are you in a phase where you're kind of like morphing to something new. I think so. I'm morphing. Do you, yeah. do you have a solid image of what you look like? I have a solid of what I want to be. Okay. You know, uh, image of who I am. It's uh, um, it's getting it's, it's getting there. You mm. know, like because I, I don't know if you've ever felt that, but you know, body dysmorphia, mm. but for the self. Mm. That's how I felt for a long time. It's just called being self-conscious. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I couldn't know. Like, I couldn't tell what I looked like. <laughs> mm. I don't, for a long time I didn't know 
Okay, I couldn't also nafsi. I couldn't explain. I ca- I couldn't find the right words to describe myself objectively. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that's what I mean. 100%. If uh, so, I'm getting there. No, now I now I know my traits. Now mm. I know what I'm objective okay. trait objectively whether they're good or strengths or weaknesses. I would mm. now I know them. Abel, it was a lot of focus on the weaknesses. Gotcha. Or I'm this, I'm that, and ba- that's limitations. Yes. Gotcha. But now my focus is removing those limitations. So who do you want to be? Uh, my full self. What does that mean? Uh, that means my full self without shame, without guilt. What does uh, that look like? I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. But I'm, it's more um, being, um, because I've lived a lot of shame and a lot mm. of guilt. So it's being without those, loving yourself, being confident, um, being uh, doing the right thing for for the right reasons. Mm. I, I, I'm very proud of my own moral compass. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. I think I have high ethics or I try my best to have high ethics and I really hold on to that. And those things are important to me. Do you have a high, the same level of ethics that you have, is that physically displayed? How do you physically display so ethics? I think killing is wrong. Mm. But if someone had a gun towards me, I'm going to shoot them. Mm. Having high ethics would be like, I'll let them shoot me. No, so having... That's high, an extreme example. Yeah, for me, but do you practice high ethics as well? I try my best to. Okay. So it's uh, it's called having a universal... It's a universal law. I think that's what it's called. Mm. Where the way you can weigh something, if it's right or wrong, you always say if everyone With did it. If everyone did it. If everyone did it. Ancient Egypt. <laughs> you don't know about the feather or the weighing of consciousness? No. Wait, okay, we'll wait I think I do. You'll tell well, me. You do, you'll but I think I do. Yeah. Hey, so the idea is, um, yeah, if everyone in the world has done it, how would the world look like? Mm. Like the way, killing, killing. Yeah. The entire world did it. You know, or like... It'd be a better place. No one would be here <laughs> honest, anymore. Yes. <laughs> the earth would take back its... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Its I natural so. state. So there you go, you kill. But yeah. the idea is, you no, know, that's how I try to do it, like as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I try to be as ethical as possible and I think that's something I really hold on to. And one trait apparently a lot of Dubaians don't have is saying that is doing what they say. And I'm one of the. It's just the people thing. That's not a Dubai thing. It's more. It's it's more concentrated here. Really? I think so. I've. I used to think the same thing until I traveled recently, and I was like, "Oh, Uh everyone's just shit." But a lot of people really don't do what they say, and I find it. Mm. Dubai is just a smaller place, so you see it a lot more. It's higher. It looks. Yeah, you you, you rub elbows with more people here because it's a very small. Like you know, I'm 100% sure if like we sit. Just talking about people we know, one hundred percent. There's going to be mutual friends a lot somewhere, come in, for sure. and it happens a lot of the times, yeah. especially if you've lived in the GCC. Forget yeah. just being Dubai. Yeah, I it's agree. only the people who come from like white yeah. countries and they're like, oh, I don't know anyone. It's like, of course you don't, <laughs> Kevin. Like, of course you don't. Know Abdullah, Abdullah is my boy. You know, like. Uh, but sorry, yeah, you were. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. okay, so the the idea is, if everyone did it, what would the world look like? Yeah. Because you know how we, we say that no, I'm not okay. I'm not for Ali. I guess. Let's say cheating in an exam. Let's yeah. say, but everyone cheated. What yeah, certification will yeah. you have? What kind of you know kind of like like if I if I decide to throw this on the floor, and everyone did it, and everyone did it. Yeah, okay, exactly. It. It's a very interesting way. What's to it called? Universal it. law. It's called universal law or universal. Is it something? I learned it in philosophy. I'm okay. assuming it's universal law, and so, I took it on ever since because uh, what what am I? Wait, there's a word. I'm an existentialist. Okay. I like how that's an easy exercise to do as well. You know, a lot of philosophical uh, exercises, they take a lot. It's like, imagine yourself as an ant, and this ant is put into a world where you have no ants. And with the other ants that don't exist, you must now objectify yourself because you're a bee in a world with no pollen. It's so fucking hectic. I met a lot of people who always do this shit, and it's hectic. This is a, this is a good one. It's like, does this, does this action affect the rest of the world? Yes. If they did it. Sick. Move on. 
It's nice. Interesting. Try it. Yeah, I will. Tell me about the... So in <laughs> ancient uh, Egypt, they uh, <laughs> believe this one... So there's many gods, okay? When you died, it, they will take... They'll put you on a scale, okay? The scale, uh, they have up-down, okay? This <laughs> up-down is what's heavier, okay? What heavier means... Uh, so basically, they, you die. You take your consciousness. Yeah. They put on one side of the scale. Okay. Then they take a feather. You know feather? The ones they use for flying. They put <laughs> the feather. <laughs> if the feather is heavier than your consciousness, yeah. you will go. go a good place. Oh, good place. Your soul remains. Oh, the, the, oh, heck. Okay. If your consciousness make down make is down. heavier than the feather, <laughs> they will remove your soul from existence. <laughs> that's actually that's actually true. Actually, this I think is, I, that's, that's the, <laughs> I didn't hear it in this kind of explanation. Yeah, it was a bit more sophisticated. Bit no, more. I think if you can explain it to a five-year-old, you're the most sophisticated person on earth. Yeah, you know, I agree. There's no five-year-olds here, more, but it was more Westernized language. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's the idea. When you die, your your consciousness will be weighed against the feather, and if it's heavier than the feather. Your soul will be eliminated yeah, from existence. Yeah, but the universal law. Use that to Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know, when you said feather, I thought you were talking about that. And I was like, interesting. Maybe it's all Wi-Fi'd, you know, <laughs> connections. How are you, Ahmed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This has been the most exciting, actually the most fun interview. I don't know. How much time do you have? Five minutes? Yeah. Okay. Five minutes left? Yeah. How do you want to end it? Should we sing a song? No, I'm tone deaf. Yeah. <laughs> Which will make it more fun, but I'm mm. tone deaf. I can't. Um, <laughs> Do you sing? Do you have a voice? I don't. I, don't. Okay. I would love to sing. Okay. I, I think I sing well when I'm alone. Ahmed loves singing. Because, yeah, I know. He's, he, he's I, a nice voice. The amount of times I've asked him to sing in the office. Like, he has a nice voice. Yeah. yeah. He sings to me and I'm like... I, would, I don't know if you remember when I was in the office, I, I kept asking you to sing. So relaxing. Yeah, yeah. So relaxing, like and it's Arabic songs too. Yeah. Everyone usually sings like you know, fucking. No, he loves pop uh, songs. he loves love ballads. Arabic love ballads. No, uh, them, you, the you're Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> you love to sing love ballads. Yes. <laughs> my, <laughs> Celine, you know Celine Dion. It's my cousin. I love her. She's singing that once for me. <laughs> my heart will go on. Uh, but yeah, you do have a mom like mashallah, brother. This, you know. I do miss, actually, the fuck you, now you made me, because one of the only things I enjoyed about being in the office was like, that there's like three people, yeah. and and then he would just be singing Arabic songs, like, doesn't give a fuck who's there, doesn't matter if someone's in a meeting. I don't know about that, yeah. He just sings. Just sings. And then, I don't know why, sometimes I don't want to compliment someone. Yeah. I'm like, uh, huh. can you do that again? Mm. He's like, what? I'm like, you know, you singing. He's like, why did you enjoy it? I'm like, just sing. He loves it. He keeps asking me I, for compliments. I'm like, the more you like, ask me, the more I'm not like giving you. I don't like giving people compliments when same, they ask for same. it, you know? But he didn't ask you for it, but I could feel he <laughs> wanted like, it, you know? He does it all the time to me. And I'm like, I'm not going to give it to you. He's like, why did you shut me down? I was like, the more you ask it, I will shut <laughs> yeah. you down. No. It's only when he does it, yes. like, he sings and he just says, well, I'm like, that was beautiful. He's like, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Can you sing real quick? Please. You're not. You're off camera. You're literally off camera. Uh, after recording, it's okay. What an asshole! So, I know, right? Um, yeah. Do you would you end your th segment with a specific thing? Is Usually, there like it's either like a, re a message or something to say or how do you, how do you want to go? If you're sad, just don't be sad. That's it. Just <laughs> if you're depressed, decompress. That's it. You know, it's very simple solutions to being who you want to be. You know. 
thank you so much for today's episode. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for coming to my show. This You're has welcome. been Bdoun Sikar with Sean. Uh, you know, Bdoun Sikar. Well, ah. So please, uh, you know, come back next time. Like, subscribe, share, block, delete if you don't enjoy. <laughs> don't comment if you don't like it. Please, uh, yeah, no need. Just you know, I finally had a hater. Did he? Oh, finally. You've been having haters your whole life. I don't know what you're talking about. On, on. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. On my social media, <laughs> and my in my back class, <laughs> and on my social media. I don't know why the guy was. Some guy was like bullshit to my st- about my story. I'm like talking about my childhood, and he was like bullshit. I like. He was there. <laughs> he must have known. So I liked it. He deleted it. Nice. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you'll you'll you'll. How many listeners do you have so far? Um. I have, like I have here. Um, wait, Instagram followers. I have like a thousands plus. It depends on no, no listeners. Forget listeners, followers. no. So I don't, I don't have that many listeners yet because I have, I focus on Instagram reels. So per reel, I get up to a few thousands. Okay, cool. Or you on Spotify? Yeah, I am. But Spotify is not getting me too much. Really? Yeah. Total, like maybe, maybe a thousand listens total, total, which okay. is not much. No, so it's still good. I'm banking on the reels. So I do. Okay. But yeah, we'll get there. Okay. What's the goal? The goal is I do want more Instagram reach. No, give me like metric goals. Like metric. give me give me numbers. I but want each reel to reach at least uh, anything between fifty to hundred thousand. At least now, at this stage. Yeah. Later on, I can ask for more. Yeah. Can I ask I for know. more from now? I don't know. What, I don't know what to ask. You know, this is the whole thing. The whole. I think girls feel it more, like they're being too modest. Cause no, every, too everyone everyone experiences it. You know what I mean? But you have to be clear with what you want. Like, I want a million followers. I want, Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want so to reach that. As a f- how will the universe know what to give you if you don't ask for it clearly? Thanks. You know? And that's how we end our show today. Thank you for your wisdom. Peace. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being on this episode of Dul Sakkar. Uh, possibly, Sean will be my last guest for a little bit. It was that bad. Yes, never again. They're like, why don't you do guests anymore? There was a fucking guy. <laughs> Sean, we don't know his handle. But yeah, thank you so much for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and laughed as much as I did. And I hope you, you enjoyed it too, Sean. I enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. you. This is, looks like a super intimidating camera. I've never been this uncomfortable looking at a camera before, but... <laughs> you blinked first. I fucking won. <laughs> don't cut that out. I won't.